Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Disclaimer time. This is where I tell everyone to lighten up. It's just a podcast. Trading is like that roller coaster at the amusement park. Thrilling, unpredictable, and potentially stomach churning. What works for one person might leave another clutching their hat in the wind. Our hosts and guests, they're awesome, knowledgeable, full of insights, but we're not financial advisors. So don't rush to make any investment decisions based solely on our banter. Always consult with professional or do your own research. Plus, let's face it, we like to have fun, laugh, enjoy the trading ride together. It's all in the name of good podcasting fun. So remember, take it easy, don't bet the farm, and keep your seatbelts on at all times. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the China Shop, home of the Band of Traders podcast, also known as the Down a Little Big Up Show. I'm your host, <laughs> aspiring trader, Kyle, and joining me tonight, we've got Baba Yaga, Mr. Banks, and Vata Trading. And tonight, we've got a very, very special guest, Rich Friesen, creator of Mind Muscles Academy. Longtime listeners remember Rich from our many, many past conversations, which includes an entire mini series devoted to trading psychology. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, let's get the show news and promotion stuff out of the way so we can focus on the tonight's discussion. So coming up on Wednesday, I've got an interview with Casey Stubbs, the host of How to Trade It, that'll be coming out. Uh, after that, I'm not really sure since it's Thanksgiving and we're going to be planning on taking that weekend off. So um, stay tuned for, uh, for some more of that. I also want to ask everybody uh, to please take a moment, leave a review for those guys on Vanta over at WAP, uh, WAP.com. Baba and Banks worked a lot of overtime getting that listed on the marketplace, and those ratings and reviews really help out a lot. Banks. You can give us one, too, while you're at it, <laughs> but only after you jump on WAP and comment on how manly Baba's beard looks tonight. Uh, Rich, I know you are staying busy. What have you got going on? Oh, my gosh. Other than six grandkids and the holidays coming up. Oh, goodness. I've you know completed my book, A Private Conversation with Money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working and have completed an online course, Alpha Press. Oh, there's the book. Yes, yeah. Yep. Alpha Press. I, I had to cover up the Fifty Shades of Grey with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I am. Uh, I'm a cover. That's okay for your uh, more internal. Oh no no no! I had to get darkness. rid of that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. And uh, I started working on a book called Healing the Political Divide. Mm. Uh, A lot of the psychology that I've developed with traders uh, 
really opened the door to the deepest drivers that we have. And when I look at the political situation and the possible calamity we have coming down the tracks here, I was thinking I would take that and work on that. So I'm a busy guy. I'm happy and uh, doing well. Solving all the world's problems, right? Yeah. You know, I let my wife take care of the little things like our budget, where we go on vacation and that. And I take care of the big things like world peace. There you go. There you go. Uh, Baba Banks, you guys got anything new to report on? Uh, new to report on. I don't know, man. I, um, showing your face. I, that's, I feel, well, that's yeah, new. yeah. I apologize that I, I didn't realize OBS and Zencaster wouldn't play nice. So I, you know, put a, well, if you open it up now, it might be all right. I put a fair amount of time into trying to, uh, have a nice, you know, blacked out background with the Vanta logo. And then, um, then this is what we have. So, uh, kind of tough. Um, I don't know. I had fun over on the shop in the shop today for a Friday, especially. So yeah. that was cool. That's new and different. We're gonna start uh, dropping in over there, um, probably probably every other week uh, yep. on a day and hanging out and doing the live show over there, which is really fun. So that reminds me, I need to see if I can get that uh, video from you. I think we ought to post that so that way people can catch up on it if they missed it. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I think we should just kind of dive into today's discussion. So the first thing that I wanted to kind of talk to you about, Rich, was your new course, Alpha Presence. Okay. Because it sounds to me like it there'd be a lot of benefit to, to traders because the course itself is more about like public speaking and like uh, it kind of sounds like it's mostly about building confidence in yourself to be able to kind of stand up and and be a presence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it actually also reminds me too of that day that you stood up in the trading pit and like you fought for the space at the front. I think you told us that story in like the first mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, um, like, how were you able to go through with that? And how did you not shy away from that confrontation? Because that's got to be pretty scary in that moment. Well, actually, the decision was made when I woke up in the morning and I said, I'm done with this voice. So once you make that commitment, it's absolutely total, complete, no backing down. Well, then uh, in that moment, it's not scary at all, but it takes that uh real firm commitment. And for me, it was a voice in the middle of the night that woke me up that said I was only worth $200,000 a year. And I realized I was done with it. And once I had that realization that, oh, I'm done with that, then everything else was downhill. Now, needless Mm -hmm. to say, I had a fight for that spot and there was a lot of issues, but internally, the battle was over. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, are there any exercises or things that you can share with us that would kind of maybe help us boost our own presence or give us the confidence to kind of stand up and, and fight for what we want? Yeah, well, that's a real complex question because everyone's different, as you know, <laughs> in our work together, that we uncover all sorts of different things. So there's, a, you know, that our Compass course that has a number of exercises, we have our online assessment that really gives you an awareness of where the issues are in your life. You know, we also have the um, mind metrics application color coded. So you can see (laughs) no, no doubt, you know, where the issues are and what you need to improve. So in terms of anything specific, we'd have to go into a trader's more specific behaviors. 
Okay, well, how about, let me give you a specific example then. And this isn't not necessarily trading, but like, let's take like the discords that we, a lot of us are parts of. And I think a lot of us have noticed that there's a lot of people that lurk that don't really participate in the conversations. They sit back and then just kind of observe. And I think a lot of that might be some fear of like raising your hand and putting yourself out there. Yeah, well, when when Lindsay told me that you wanted to talk about alpha presence and trading, my first reaction literally was this, what? <laughs> really? Alpha presence is like fully present with somebody else in a way that moves you, moves him, her. And then I thought, trading, hey, that's not. But then what you've just said is, is brilliant because what it did is it reframed an issue for me, had me step mm. out of my locked way of thinking. I mean, that's insane what you said. <laughs> so I went, oh, that's insane. Huh. My wife's oh. gonna be so happy to hear that because that was her. She wanted she wanted me to to, to bring that one up. <laughs> oh, we can blame your wife then. But right. what it what it led me to was opening a new door in trading because if I'm fully present with you in a public speaking or a meeting or one on one, I thought, what if we were fully present with a market? Oh. And I thought about the exercises we do. And all of a sudden, and it just started like 15 minutes ago. So if I'm if I'm sound crazy, it's because it is. <laughs> but I thought, what if we were fully present with a market? Then I thought, the first exercise we do in Alpha Presence is 15 seconds of eye contact with one person. Hmm. For some people, that's fairly easy. For others, that is a huge step. So I'm thinking about what if, you know, the algorithmic traders, the engineers, the, the programmers who came into trading, their process is all in the neocortex, all in that hard drive, all in the programs up there. And mm -hmm. there may be a disassociation with what is actually going on in the market. So I thought, what if we just, I followed the same exercises like, for example, just being with a market for X amount of time, no do, don't touch the mouse, don't do anything, just be with it in a meditative state. So mm -hmm. as we develop the alpha presence, that we increase that time, we increase the number of people, we have this mantra. And in fact, I was working with a Congress, U.S. congressional candidate this morning in terms of her personal presence on stage. And the mantra is, I look at you, I'll say, and everyone has a different phrase, but for her, it was, you are a child of God, I respect you, and I have something to say to you. Then you take a breath, and you let the words come up. You don't go to your hard drive, you know, to look for a script, but in that connection in the moment, it's amazing what comes out that's better than scripted, and everybody can feel it. So hmm. how does that translate then to traders? And so I, I tell you, I've just started thinking about this. So it's really exciting, but I don't know all the answers yet. But I, I think there's something there. <laughs> okay, so no answers yet, but it'll, it'll probably be part two coming up then once you've part got a two chance coming to flesh up, man. it up. That's, yes. And I love I that think, idea, though. Go ahead. I love that idea of just sitting and watching and observing without doing anything. I don't think that I've ever really done that or I haven't done that in a long time, at least without like 
not even taking notes, right? You just want to just sit and look and be with it. Is that the idea? Well, again, this is a crazy idea that you brought up and it's totally insane. But if let's go down <laughs> that road. I like it though. I like it. <laughs> well, that's because you're crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so if we were just to be with the market, then in the Alpha Presence program with people, you don't say a word. So mm-hmm. we get up to five minutes without saying a word, without doing anything. So what if in trading, we were to have the same meditation? I am just with the market this morning. I don't do anything. I don't think about my algorithms. I don't think about all the indicators. I'm just with the market. No pressure, no going to the head. Is this here? Is this going to support? Is it going to break out? Is this a trend? Is this choppy? What are the algos doing in here? The, what are the hedge funds? You know, all that stuff going through your head. And most of my traders are unable to execute very successful strategies. That's because unable, all, unable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they got all this shit going on in their head, all this stuff. And Oh, what, what if it breaks out? Oh God. Well, the, the program could be wrong. So I'm thinking about alpha presence with traders and incrementally increasing that time. Now, why this is a crazy idea and why I'm going to blame you for it. If it doesn't work <laughs> out, <laughs> Oh, this is fun. I got somebody to, I, I can develop a new idea and I don't have to re- take responsibility for it. What could be right. better than that? <laughs> Happy to help. Yeah. Okay. So if, you know, is there, then how do we maintain that full presence with the market, have our strategy and feel at peace? So I'm going to work on this with a couple of my clients who are, really advancing well and, and doing good. And I'll see if we can create uh, some language around it or structure or process around it. Oh, I, I think I like the idea. I might try doing that as part of my morning prep is just spending a few minutes just just being with the charts because I kind of like that. Because what you just described actually sounds a lot like the master trader's mindset that we're all trying to step into anyway. So yep. I think anything that gives us a chance to try to step into that that persona can only be beneficial. So what you're going to notice is that you do that. Voices are going to come and you're going to say, stop mm-hmm. it. For Just let them come, let them go. Notice them, be aware of them, accept them, let them come and go. Pay attention to your physiology, your breathing, your heart rate, your muscle tensions. I'm going to do that right now. My stomach's all tight. I'm excited. My throat's a real tight. Ah, oh, okay. I'm slowing down now. My throat's more relaxed. Shoulders are tight. Ah, oh, see, you got me so excited. You, you got me wound up. <laughs> so now I feel much more present with you, and much more available. I love it. Uh, looks like uh, Purdue. Uh, I think he says that, that you just described him. Too much going on upstairs. He said. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us could relate to that. I think yep. Bear likes this one too. He said it'd be a huge test for him if he can sit and watch the price action for the first five or ten minutes after the open without taking any action. Uh, Baba, you got any thoughts on this? Well, I just, I think, um, first of all, I just want to say thanks for the chance to be a part of this conversation and, uh, Rich, I don't know if this is the right time. So Kyle, you can cut this if you'd like, but, um, just some of the work that you've done and conversations that you've had specifically, I remember one 
from about four years ago with the trading nut that was put live. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess I'll just say this, but I remember I was lying in my bed listening to that. And like, I actually started to cry as I listened to him work through and communicate back to you the answers to the questions going off course, the fears that he had, the struggles. Um, part one part because I um, I could totally identify with what he was saying, mm-hmm. and one part um, just because it was it was encouraging to hear someone else navigating something um, that I felt like I was navigating, but I felt like I was the only person who had those challenges or was trying to get through that. It was incredibly impactful. And I just wanted to say thanks before I say anything else. So I'm, that is so rewarding to hear. Yeah. Just to know that you're not alone, that almost every other trader goes through bits and pieces of what you experience and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And in my model, in the current way of thinking, it's with awareness acceptance, and then developing agency, the higher level agency. And I'm just thinking about plugging that back into alpha presence. You know, can that agency sit there, that higher level agency sit there and be with a market? And this is really intriguing. I think that's possible. Yeah. The the other thing on observing, um, less intentionally and probably more just intuitively, I feel like I have went more in the direction of of being a little more settled for the first part of trading. Um, there was a point where the first 30 seconds, I was chomping at the bit to be a part of something. And I really feel like um, just over the last few months, even um, a little bit of time to kind of let things settle. Um, and also for me to feel like I, I, I'm like getting synced up with what's unfolding. Um, But I'm able to uh, stop for a minute. I want to emphasize that getting synced up to what is unfolding. So what I hear in that phrase is unfolding, which means you're allowing the market to be what it is. And your job is to get in sync with it. And I really think that that deserves underlying and exclamation points. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I think a lot of hard lessons through the years have emphasized that to me. I, I, I think I land between the challenge of the planning aspect. So I want to provide context for what we anticipate to unfold, but holding that loosely enough to digest what is currently unfolding. And that, that's a real tightrope walk, I think. Mm-hmm. I have a, an image that may be more helpful than a tightrope. And you can check it out and let me know. And that is life is a wave. So, for example, we have a goal that we have, but we can't get to the goal by wanting the goal and trying hard to get to the goal. It's a process. So we go into process, and we go deep into process, and then every now and then we stick our head up and just check and see how that process is doing, and then back into process. So if you uh, remove the, or if you replace the tightrope image between, you know, structure, intuition, and all that, and look at it as a wave. And especially if you can be aware of it in real time. Okay, I need some structure here. 
I need algorithms. I need my strategy. Okay, I'm going to step out of that. Oh, I'm going to take a breath. What do I notice here? I'm stepping out of strategy. I'm being with the market. So if you think of it as a wave and both parts of the wave as being important, and you can adjust for yourself. For some people, the structured part of the wave is going to be pretty big. For other people, the intuitive part of the wave is going to be pretty big. And you can find out what works for you. Yeah, that's really helpful. I even think of like the sessions as we watch the sessions unfold or look back at the sessions or even the internal unfolding of the sessions, those, you know, 30 minute or 90 minute kind of uh, cycles to pull, pull your head up and evaluate and then come back down to the process and then, okay, what have we accomplished or not accomplished? And then let's get back into the, that's incredibly great way to think about that. You know, actually Purdue does something similar to that, that I know he's mentioned before. I think he said every, he used to have a timer that go off every half hour or 45 minutes or so where he would stop and assess and, and look at the markets, uh, go through mm -hmm. a checklist. What's the market trying to do? What's it doing well? What's it not doing well? And he would, he would do that on a regular basis. I really got yeah, 30 minutes. He said, I, yeah. I really love that idea. Yeah. yeah what we do is yeah, we have, yeah, a which I guess is similar to what we're doing now with like how we're looking at sessions, uh, which, which I think the way we're looking at sessions, like with Kyle and Baba is, is it, it, it kind of opens up the let's take a breather and step back approach to it where I'm only trying to trade during certain time periods, mm -hmm. uh, and, and specific times, you know, set up those trades. Uh, but kind of going back to what you were talking about, Bob, and I, and I think this kind of goes back to like, you know, where I'm at currently is it is kind of hard to be present with the market, uh, but also run a room at the same time. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, you know, when like once you get into the prep and being live and being on mic, it, it is hard to sit there and wait and be patient, you know, when, you know, when the market's moving to not be into a trade or need to be into a trade for the people that are listening. And I think that's one of the things that I've kind of learned over the past couple months is just be patient and be present, you know, with the market and, and don't, don't make it do what you think it needs to do, <laughs> but, just, but just allow it. <laughs> Indeed. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's go on to the next one that I have on here. Cause I think a lot of people can relate to this, this topic here. Uh, in the first episode that we did, Flarry mentioned one of the things that he still struggles with is sizing up. I'm curious in your experience, Rich, like why is that such a common issue and what can traders do to try to get over that obstacle? Yeah, well, Van Tharp, you know, who's passed, he was really big on sizing. Like he would give a program the exact same trades with just different sizing one of them would be very profitable after, you know, big sample size and one of them would go broke. Hmm. So sizing is really important. And you can, I'm sure if you go online, Van Tharp, he's the expert. I'm not going to try to compete with him. Uh, but what, what my work has uncovered is that sizing has to do with a dream. So, for example, a client whose father didn't respect him, whose wife is impatient with the losses whose friends are telling him he's crazy and he sees a setup that's going to erase all that emotional pain and he's going to do it really big and it goes against him and he doubles down and triples down. <laughs> so if you have a sizing issue, for many traders, it's connected to the fulfillment of the dream that they're finally going to make it. 
So yeah, thoughts on that? Does that make any sense or am I? I think that's very interesting because I would have thought it would have been the other way around. I thought it would have been more of like a fear of success kind of scenario where the sizing up is is going to take you to a place where you're going to lose a lot of things that are comfortable if it works. Yes. So that's the other part of sizing. So one is where you're oversizing and one is where you're undersizing. And what you're talking about, you know, in the, in my book, uh, A Private Conversation with Money, we have a guy, he's not a trader, but he's way undersizing. And he's undersizing himself and his work. And that's because he's afraid of success. He has guilt around money, all sorts of complex issues that in the book, we work through every one of them. So once you get to a point where you can start to size up, you have some consistency, here's what typically happens. Equity curve goes up, 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 size up, size up, and then something happens. Two, three trades in a row don't go well. I make a mistake. I'm going to make it up. I'm not comfortable up here. Oh my gosh, it's like being on, you never stood on the edge of a cliff with your tippy toes hanging over? <laughs> not quite <laughs> that close, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, my wife scares the hell out of me sometimes. Oh, geez. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, up here, then we go down, we try to make it up, and then kaboom, the equity curve drops. So what happens in this case is there's a, a book, I don't know if I've mentioned it in previous, but uh, The Hour Between Dog and Wolf. And in this book, they did brain chemistry tests of professional traders in a big professional hedge fund. And the traders that were making money had very different brain chemistry than the traders that were losing money. Hmm. So what happens when you start getting successful? A whole bunch of things can start fall. In fact, I've never had a trader come to me and say, Rich, I'm really concerned about me getting successful, what could happen? <laughs> oh, no, that would be great. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So a whole bunch of stuff can happen. And one of them is literally brain chemistry shifts. So we're in a very different brain context. So here we're being careful. We're doing proper risk management and proper sizing. Our, our, our equity goes up and up and up. And then the brain chemicals in our, or the chemicals in our brain change and shift. And all of a sudden, we're gods. Wow, we've got this just freaking <laughs> nailed. Oh, does my that sound gosh. familiar to, to either of you guys? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so then, then it's, it's all over. Then our brain goes all the way to the depressive chemicals, and uh, then it takes a long time to work our way out of that. So, with success comes fear of success, comes brain chemical changes fear of putting them on. And, and so as a result of this complexity, you know, we can work through it. And the way I work through it with my clients is we have guided visualizations. We imagine it. We uh, allow the fears to come up in our imagination. We see what they are. We work backwards. And then as they do progress, occasionally we'll need to remind them, go back to, to the mindset that we created, and then we can move forward. I love those guided visualizations too. Uh, do we still have our uh, our deal on the um, Trade Runners um, series page? Was that more than two days ago? Oh, uh, but a lot more than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if oh. it's still there, I'm going to go find it. I'm going to paste okay. it in the episode if notes not, so that way uh, people can find it. Yeah. If not, talk to Lindsay and say, Rich said, whatever you said is okay. 
and set okay. it up. <laughs> I said he's giving them away for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that sometimes is helpful. Uh, well, maybe I will try. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to, to piggyback on that or any questions that bring up uh, for you guys? Thanks, Baba. Yeah, that that is so interesting because I feel like that has been my trading like for the first handful of years of, of trading live is, you know, um, getting to a point where you're successful and you at least feel successful is one thing. And then to have proven success, we're actually pulling money out of the market. Um, there is a big change, I think, mentally when you feel that. And then it feels like, you know, when, like once you have that confidence built up, it really only takes one day and it's one day of human greed or lack of judgment or, you know, bad mood or whatever it is. And it, it take you know, like that day can wipe out a, a month, you know, of, of good trading and good, you know, good risk reward. And, and it's, it's so, uh, it's, it, I mean, it was spot on what you just said, <laughs> you know, from, oh from just life experience. Yeah. That's why one of the things we do with clients or groups is we work on that success. What will it be like? And the one question I ask that surprises most traders is, what do you have to give up to be an independent, wealthy trader? Oh, nothing. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) So as we work through it and I press and press and press, oh, God, my friends, they wouldn't understand at all. In fact, they would think I'm just taking money from poor people or I'm just greedy son of a bitch. It would be hard to keep my friends. Or my dad wanted me to get a real job, and here I am doing this. And he worked so hard all his life, two jobs, immigrant from another country. And here I'm making money easily. What would that say about his life? I mean, all this stuff comes up when, when we look at wealth and success. For some people, it's, oh, my God, the taxes, the bookkeeping, the overhead, all the accounts I have to deal with. Oh, I want to be free. That just would tie me down. Much That and much more comes up. So preparation for that is really important. Preparation for success, imagining it, internalizing it, dealing with the issues before you get to them, because otherwise Absolutely. you blow it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Baba, you have any thoughts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> You're taking notes over there. <laughs> I've got, I'm on page three already, so... Uh, <laughs> Of notes. Um, so I feel like um, the capacity to expand your horizon, um, it's almost like parenting or, or being an adult. Like everything you're – every new experience or challenge is just that. It's new. It may be an iteration of an old challenge, but it's still like you don't have the right answers. Um, so with parenting, like we're all just guessing – um, I've never had a child the age of my oldest child, so I'm just making it up. It's it seems to be working out. Oh, good. <laughs> but um, I found that like what used to um, and I guess it's it is I don't know I I don't really know what what to peg it as, but like I remember you know a long time ago talking with banks. We've traded together for six years, so he has seen everything unfold for for me, and I've seen everything unfold for him. And I remember imagining making $500 in a week, that that would just be insane. Mm-hmm. You know, like how could we ever make that much in a week? 
And then fast forward years later, we have um, it's almost just to greater degrees. You get exposed a little bit at what you're actually capable and comfortable with. So um, last year or, or actually earlier this year, having a um, a stellar month of, I mean, best month in uh, my career was followed up by some of the most difficult trading um, the weeks following that. And I think nope. um, it felt like I was starting all over again, like with confidence, with my ability to stick to, to my plan and, and, and navigate. And it was because, Oh man, this, this is going to be crazy. This is on a whole nother level. And it, uh, it so is it just visualization and going through that to, to continue to prepare for the next, you know, high water mark or big accomplishment? Because I feel like with every big accomplishment, um, there's, there's a, a dose of real challenge on the other side that that's been my experience over the years. Um, and hmm. you know, to, to, to have days now that would have been, um, you know, my, a month, like a whole month's worth of trading, three years ago, I I would do, I could, you know, that's like a normal day and it's whatever. Um, but I know that I'm, I guess I a little bit, I'm afraid right around the corner, what's the next threshold that I'm going to find. And then what's the fallout from that going to be? There's a little bit of fear there with knowing how, how long will it take me to, to write the ship back to, back to even. And I think that's what has tempered any more sizing or any more aggression on my part lately. Well, and then, and then I'll piggyback off that same thing. Cause I think it's, it's the same thing. And I know that we talked about this Kyle and, and, and Baba, but it always seems like, you know, the really good day that you have, um, can be followed up very easily with a very bad day. <laughs> yeah. and, and I, and I, and I've seen that, I've seen that with a lot of traders in our group where it's like, you'll have a really, really good day trading. And then all of a sudden the very next day, and, and I think it's to Baba's point, like that really good month. And it's almost like the, uh, like, you know, I can't get down or like, I can't, um, like I'm invincible type of feeling, um, to where you, you know, you take that one stop the next day or, you know, like what Baba, like, you know, the next week, maybe a bad week and it just multiplies and multiplies and multiplies. And then after you've, after you've been burned by it a couple of times too, then once it starts, once you start to see the patterns yep. start to repeat too, then you start getting that fear creeps in Anxious. a lot quicker and it almost yep. becomes self-actualizing too at that point. Indeed. So what if we shifted our job from trading to handling higher and higher points on the mountain? Hmm. What if our job was to have successful days, allow them to be, reset ourselves, and then have bigger successful days. What if that, because trading is already taken care of. I mean, it's tough, it's difficult and all that. But you've already got to the point where your trading is becoming more of a process. You can repeat the process. So now our new job is to climb higher points on the mountain. And as we face each higher point, we can look back and say, I just scaled seven higher points. I'm learning the process of scaling higher points. Here's another one. I now have experience. I'm getting really good at this and I'm going to scale this one. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah I like that a lot. Because at the, at the end of the day, 
you are accomplishing the goal. And even though the, the times on, and I think I'm looking at the idea of mitigating, um, okay, new high watermark, you know, new best month or, or whatever, the fear of the, the, the downside uh, fallout from that, but, but that, that hasn't sunk a ship, you know, it just creates a challenge. Um, but maybe if the, even the recognition of the rewards or the coupons of service or however you want to look at dollars, <laughs> like, um, certificate of appreciation, certificates of appreciation. Close. I understood. You yeah. knew where I was getting at. I, I was trying to dial it up. Um, but if, if that was just, uh, in the same way, it's just, um, maybe you like the waves analogy, like I'll you look up at some point and appreciate it, but just continue to continue to do what you're doing. I mean, that's, I feel like that's in a sense, the, the ideas that come to mind for me is not overly celebrating, not, uh, not under celebrating, just recognizing and then continuing. Giving yourself appreciations for getting to level number eight. Your job is to handle the mindset of climbing higher and higher in the mountain. Let's just assume the trading is mostly taken care of. Now you have a new job, and that new job is to climb higher. Yeah, I, I really I really like that. Uh, it make, Kyle, it, it kind of gives a window, or and Banks, and probably other people in the room, if you remember, I guess it was three weeks ago, there was a sequence of four days. You remember those four trades where where oh, every yeah. time yeah. I did not hold them to the oh, yeah. fruition, and that was uh, four four different days of the five days, those longs would have been um, the truth for the day, dude. And I think part of it at that point, without being able to recognize or verbalize it, was the f- – the the desire just to capture it and be done and also holding it all the way to where we anticipated would have th- that would have been a really big week um a- after those four trades it would have been uh it would have been a lot and i think i think probably somewhere down ba- back inside of this old skull that was that was at work it was a protection mechanism you're trying to keep yourself yeah. from having the pain that comes with a record week yeah, Interesting. I don't want to. I don't want a record week. Part partly also why I talk so much. I think about trading like wanting it to be boring, mm-hmm. um, which I think I do really good work when I'm not excited, like when I'm just nose to the grindstone. But also, it's boring if I just do what I've done for the last few months. If I stretch to another goal, then that uncertainty of um, you know, how am I going to respond is is back there for sure. I mean, banks can tell you that. I mean, that's. Well, if you want excitement in your life, let's find it somewhere else. Telling yeah. your wife's <laughs> wrong, uh, paragliding. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's ways to find excitement. And if you're looking for excitement out of trading, uh, you know, <laughs> I know some wealthy traders who that's their goal. And I work with them and I, all of a sudden we come to the conclusion Man, my coaching isn't isn't really going to do much because what you really want, you don't need money. What you yeah. really want is just to have fun. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay, I'm going to support you in having fun. Yeah, just <laughs> so, size down appropriately. <laughs> yeah, but so if you want excitement out of it, 
what I suggest is you're aware of. Now I'm getting excited. I want some excitement here. Oh, that if that excitement feels so good. It has a positive intent for me. It's getting me out of this boredom for now. Wow, I love this excitement. Now, do I want it to be the agent for my trading? No. Okay, I'm just going to feel the excitement. I'm going to enjoy it. Take a breath, let it come, and let it go. I just wrote that down. Excellent. <laughs> I always get so calm whenever Rich is on the mic. And I know he does it with his breathing exercises. He's so good at it. <laughs> oh, does anybody have oh. anything else on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> do we have anything else on this topic, or should we uh, should we move on to something else? Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Yeah, I, I do. I do have one more question about this, and and it kind of goes into the success. And I think what could, and I guess the way you take it, I guess it really is 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 the question. So I know a lot of people ask us, like, you know, what's your daily target? And I and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the mentality of having a daily target versus oh, kind of the oh, freedom. Oh, of red flags, sirens, the market isn't the same every day. Your strategy yeah. works in some types of markets, less so and not so in other types of markets. The markets are different every day. But I have a goal. It's, the markets are really an ATM machine. And I'm going to go to the market and I'm going to take out my $500 a day. So what I ask a client like that is you have a, a million dollars and you're going to give... 500,000 to each of two traders. One trader has a daily target of $1,000 a day or whatever. He's really excited about making $1,000 every day. The other trader says to you, no, you should give me the money. I have a process. Sometimes it makes money. Sometimes it don't. My job is to follow the process, to pay attention to what kind of market mood is, is what it, whether my strategy is going to fit. Whether I'm going to make money or lose money isn't important. My goal is to follow the process. So I had a client the other day. I said, so which of those two traders are you going to invest in? 
I'm going to invest in the guy who has the target. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we had some work to do. <laughs> but, but, but the problem is, for, for some traders, is that m even years ago, they decided if they could make $500 a day, that would be their dream. So the $500 a day isn't just like ATM and Target, but it's attached to the deepest dream they have. Yeah. So when I say we're going to move from Target to process, oh, that means everything that's driving me, all my dreams, my hopes, that to get there to feel satisfied at the $500 a day, that's all gone? Yes, that's all gone. Ouch. Oh, ouch. <laughs> See, I feel, I feel like the process gives my dreams a better chance of coming true. Well, I'm agreeing with that. <laughs> well, as we said, we develop process, 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 stick our head up, look around. How's it working? Back to process, process, process. I, I, so we will tell people crawl, walk, run mm -hmm. with regard to targets or profit or how much they make in a day because of my experience and bank's experience um, to set out and have some ridiculous target every day is, is kind of crazy. If someone's not even profitable, even a small target, even a target that even a target that isn't ridiculous. What happens if you don't make it? Yeah. Feel bad. I, yeah. You know, I was, but what I say, I followed my process today. Yeah. The market, wasn't there for this process. I can feel really good about myself setting up targets. I'll, I, I rarely am so emphatic, but I'm going <laughs> yeah, to be really emphatic. I love it. Your target is attached to something of yep. psychic value to you. And as long as it's attached to psychic value, you're going to, can I say the nasty word? You say yeah. whatever you want, Rich. You're going to fuck it up. <laughs> well, let me be absolutely clear. Targets are going to screw you up. Now, you want me to say what I really think? <laughs> okay. Bear loves it. <laughs> I, I'm sure Purdue loves it too. Um, he oftentimes, or we had this discussion in the room, and yeah. I, I'm now ashamed to say that I was on the target train. Um, at, uh, not, not a hard target, not a stopping point, but um, mine was from the standpoint of, if I'm going to wake up and I'm going to, if I'm going to wake up early, do my morning routine, I'm going to come do this prep work and I'm going to get ready for the day. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to do a morning show with the room. And then I'm going to sit and trade live for an hour, two hours or whatever. If I'm going to do all of that, I expect to at least make fill in the blank. And that was the angle that I took towards the target was something's got to get me work? out of the. How did that work for you? Well, I mean, honestly, I have. I have typically had that as a back of the mind idea, but tried to not be allegiant to it because if I, and banks can tell you this, if I fixate in any real way on a specific amount of money, um, I'm not going to perform well. But if I am back to the earlier statement, if I am present in the moment to be a part of what is unfolding yes. and let the market inform me, Yes. Um, then usually I'm, I make more than that target anyways. Yeah. 
happens and the target becomes inconsequential. So if your pride is on letting the market unfold and being aware of it, oh my gosh, that is so wonderful. So fully support. So if you guys if if you guys hear me talking about targets from now on, Rich got so animated just then. I'll start flailing my hands around screaming you at guys you. Just, you tell me to shut up, okay? No more targets. I'm really talk. glad I asked that question because that's probably I one of the, so glad. Yeah, that's one of the biggest questions that we get from new traders, actually. Yeah. Really? Did, I, I, hang on. Before we get too far here, I want to ask Bear's question here. He asked if he should be attaching his target to making X number of good trades or following his process less about the outcomes. Is that... He wants to know if that's yeah. uh, basically what you're saying. Yeah. Sometimes in a day, there, depending on what kind of trader you are, what kind of market is, sometimes there'll be no trades. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there'll be lots of trades. Uh, I remember on the floor, I had a fairly new trader. And it was one of those days where the hedge funds and the firms were all buying option premium. And the retail customers were all selling premium. Or it was the reverse. It was the reverse. The retail was buying, the hedge funds were selling. You couldn't help to make money. I mean, <laughs> selling this strike at 35 implied volatility, buying this one at 28. <laughs> oh, so the new trader came up to me midday and says, I'm up 10 grand. I'm going home for the day. So I said, I'm taking the 10 grand out of your account. You're starting over. Because hmm. those days just don't happen very often. If you give up those days, that mm -hmm. means you're going to have a string of three or four or five days when the hedge funds know what's going on and they are just pounding the shit out of you when the market <laughs> mood takes a shift um, that you feel lost or you're psychologically, you know, your wife just uh, kicked you out of the house. <laughs> you know, there's going, to be, there's going to be times when it isn't there. So if we cap our income, but we absorb all our losses, that is a very uh, fragile thing to do. Gosh, man, that's good. That's such a good point. Yeah. So Bob, I, I'm and, and I'm and I'm pulling my inner rich here. Is I'm wondering if those the uh, that week that we were talking about on those longs, I'm yeah. wondering if the the back of the mind. Uh, day trade being up X amount on those trades had anything to do with closing them? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good question. I mean, I, yeah, I would say for sure. I mean, it, I, I was already well past the daily target on those, on those days. The thing is um, that with just a single lot on those trades, that was probably twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 left on the table. If if I was just carrying one one contract to where the original like what we anticipated to unfold, and yeah, I a hundred percent think it was tied to that, dude. There was no other reason to close. I went back and and re and looked back through those days, and even noticed that after the second time, and we talked about it, and then I did it a third time and a fourth time, and yeah, it was pretty disappointing in, in that, but. I think it is tied to that. I think also um, just I think the market has been um, – there's been a couple times where I've been a little too – pushing a little too hard um, and got my hand slapped, like holding way too long. Um, and so just thinking like, oh, we're good. Look at how much we've made. Like let's just close this out and be done. 
But the, I, I love that point that there are certain days where the return is outsized, and we and we need not. Um, don't deeper, kneecap no, yourself. Don't un, no, continue to participate responsibly with a mind for whatever could happen can happen. But um, that's just a a fantastic. Like I'm gonna write that on on a, a note card and replace one of the note cards on my desk with that. I freaking love that. Um. Okay. We're Rich. How much time do you have? How long can we keep you here? My wife doesn't show up to about ten o'clock, so. I'm all yours. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, we won't keep you that long. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pacific you're, you're type. Pacific type. Yeah. Um, well, I think, well, we kind of covered the one that I wanted to cover. So what about you guys? Do you have anything, uh, anything that you want to pick Rich's, Rich's brain on? Or should we go to the Discord audience and see if they have some questions? So I, I, I'll fill the field. I have questions. I just didn't want to dominate the, the conversation. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Bobby. So when... When we're thinking of process, um, I think we, you know, I have a process um, that's that's very, very, you know, same thing, the same way every day. So the variable is my attitude and what the market gives, you know, as an opportunity. Um, the process of of bringing new stuff into that system or process, like the the path of that. I spent a lot of time completely guarded against anything new because um, what I this is what I have, this is what I know, this is what I'm doing. Lately, I have um, cracked the door open to some some other ways of looking at things um, that have been helpful. Tons of testing, back testing, all this stuff. As you think about with the process being so key. Like on a, on, I don't know, on a scale of one to ten, or like as your experience with traders, you don't want to constantly be adding things to the puzzle, but you also don't want to become stale. So how mm -hmm. how how have you seen people with longevity manage continuous improvement without um, over tinkering? Um, is there ever a point where you just settle in and you're just done with anything new? Because I could, I feel like I could just be there right now, but I felt that way you know, two years ago as well. Yeah, there's some people who, well, if trading isn't going as well as they want, they'll start to tinker and tinker and tinker, and they lose their base and their foundation. Um, so the closest answer I can come is that you leave your current system running, and then in a demo account, you trade concurrently uh, the tinker. So like in our mind metrics application, we evaluate strategies by each individual strategy. In other words, you might have five or you introduce a new one, six. Okay, let's test it real time and see what it does. Oh, it does really good in a trending market. But boy, in a mean reversal market, it gets clobbered. Huh, interesting. So what you can do is maintain the same. but the difficulty becomes if you introduce variables to a current system that works, then it's, it's like shaking your foundation a little bit because you don't know what's going on. So to in, I encourage everybody to keep thinking, looking at new things and trading a demo account 
and just playing with it and seeing what happens. Trading the demo account itself from a different perspective often creates insight. Uh, that Purdue does that, actually. He yeah. separates all of his strategies into separate accounts. Uh, it's one oh, thing that I've always loved awesome. that he does. Yeah. Give that five stars. <laughs> uh, let's Okay, I've got some other questions here if we want to jump into those. Uh, Bear has typed out here, it's clear that I know the right steps and what will help me find the best places to execute, but he struggles with keeping those things in mind when he gets into the pit. Struggle to wait for the zone, and even when I nail a zone entry, I struggle to hold on to the trade and let it run to the targets. Okay. Uh, is there a so question if, in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, there, if he was a client, I would say, okay, when's the last time you really had that struggle? And he'd mm -hmm. say, oh, three days ago. Okay, let's go back and redo it. You know, bring it up on the screen and let's play it in real time. How does that feel? Tell me about the struggle. How, where does the struggle in your body my stomach's tight. Uh, I don't know what thoughts are going on. How does that feel? Oh, okay, exaggerate it. If that struggle had a voice, what would it say? What? If that struggle, your tight stomach had a voice, what would it say? It would say, I hate this moment. I hate this time where where I just don't know. I I I should do it, and I but I and so we get a voice out of it. And then soon we're, we start to understand the struggle physiologically, where it's located, emotionally, how it feels, and the thought process that we use to create it. And sometimes it's just a framework that we've set up for ourselves. And once we reframe the problem, we go, oh, okay. <laughs> I want to know why you use my voice instead of bears, though. <laughs> I think you were reading my mind there. <laughs> Bear says it's screaming. What's the right thing to do? That's it. Sounds. He said, sounds like his voice is it's uncertainty. It says it's screaming. What's the right thing to do? Listen to the voice. In fact, if he was the client and he says it's screaming, I would say, "Is there anybody else in the house?" No, scream. And we would just, if it's screaming, we would physically scream. Here's here's the secret, and I'll tell everybody the secret to my coaching. We lie all the time to ourselves, to me, but the physiology tells the truth. The eyes, the face, the tension, that doesn't lie. That comes straight from the truth. So what we do is if he says something screaming, I would literally have them scream and scream louder. I would exaggerate it. louder, louder. I'm afraid somebody will hear me, fuck them. Scream louder, louder, louder. And then all of a sudden, that voice would get worn out. And I would say, hey, Scream, what's going on? I'm so tired. I'm so tired of the tension. I don't know what to do. I just, I feel screaming is the only way out. So we'll get a voice like that. Now we can start to accept it and say, what's your positive intent? My positive intent is, is to warn Tammy or whatever. Okay, so what are you warning her of? So then we can go into a conversation. I love that. Let's uh, let's go to Joel's question here. Joel is asking, how do you overcome the stigma of how one, quote, should trade and just zone into what you can handle and understand? Uh, not feeling the need to run when you're walking in a marathon. Yeah, it's not clear 
what he's saying. How one, let's just take the phrase, how one should trade. Uh, so what we've got set up here in the mind is a battle. Yeah. There's the battle between the should and what I do. So what we work on is let's find out about that battle. So can I talk to your should? Can I talk to the part that resists should? What do you want to say? What words? What's going on? When's the last time you really noticed it? Oh, man, last time I should should have taken that stop. I should have done this. So we get into it and we relive it in real time. And these voices come up and then we can, you know, the golden keys, awareness. We can accept the voices with positive intent. And then we can have some agency in our lives. Because as long as these things are physiologically and hidden down here, they are going to control us. But once we allow them to be, accept them, realize they have a positive intent, that's a higher level agency, we can allow them to come, we can be aware of them, and we can let them go. That is beautifully said. Yeah, the face doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when the comments you make a lot of times, you'll say, uh, to ask your, you'll you'll ask a question like, "What are you trying to accomplish?" or "Where does that come from?" or like these questions that dig kind of one layer deeper. This kind of intuitive, uh, you know, I would just say for like everybody, that process. The reason my face looked like that as you were explaining that, that I smile and start scribbling things down. People want to talk to us about trading. There it is. It is part math. You you have to have some type of approach that creates a positive EV. Yes, but what we've seen in the in the evaluations we've done with traders is that the bulk of our communication with them that we feel like is actually going to make a difference has to do with a lot of that kind of thing. How they're thinking about the markets. How they're thinking about themselves how they're feeling about a specific situation, how they're acting in specific situations. It, 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 it's, it's almost like telling people you kind of have everything you need on the math side of it and the skill side of it from a technical standpoint, but it's like you have to, get, you have to master yourself to a greater degree. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. You have to master yourself. I'd like to invite you to rephrase that. Um, it would. <laughs> so here's, oh, the, here's, here's the clue. So have to master myself. You're already setting up an internal battle. It's going to feel so good when I step into a master trader's mindset, follow my process, and at the end of the month, know I deserve the results. Now, for everybody, it's going to be different. But I have to do this is very different than setting up a real positive outcome of how you're going to experience following a process and how good it's going to feel. Oh, my gosh. Part of the adventure of trading is to learn about yourself to the extent where you can positively frame up the result of this work that you're putting in like that frees your mind up sounds good to me
So, yes, we create a framework. Trading is, other than combat, probably one of the most difficult tasks you can take on. And adding internal shoulds, intention, and internal fights. Like if a coach uses the word discipline and shoulds, uh, I would say stay away from that coach. Because what he's doing is he's or she's doing is setting up an internal battle. So let's invite ourselves to step into a higher and better world. Because trading is difficult as it is. Let's not fight ourselves. Let's enjoy stepping up into that mountain, knowing that each step we've accomplished something in terms of improving our process. And we can be really happy with ourselves when the progress we're making is process progress and allowing the markets to, you know, what you, the language you said is unfold and the equity curve to take care of itself. I like that. All right. Does anybody else have any thoughts or things that they want to, to pick brain, Rich's brain on while you got him on here? Cause I feel like this is probably going to help the evals going uh, going forward here a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're going to adjust somehow we communicate with some people. Um, I think the intent is there on our parts to help bridge that gap mm-hmm. for people between what they aspire to uh, and where they currently are. And I think the 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 place of opportunity being the mind – and their self is is accurate. I think the language that we frame that in is going to uh, need a, another measure of intentionality. Because in the Boy, same way I, that... I, I would like to underline that, put exclamation points around it. The language we frame something locks us into a mental model and behavior and a mindset. I, I love that you said that. Yeah, because until I heard you speak like that, I had only heard one other person speak in that way about something. When I heard you speak to the trading nut in that video, I'd never heard anyone speak about trading that way. And I'd only ever heard one other person be so intuitive and kind of in tune with the situation that they spoke in a way that just was so shocking, uh, in a, in a good way. Um, Oddly enough, that guy is a counselor. So, <laughs> good. He must be a good one. Well, eventually, all <laughs> coaches and therapists, given how humanity works and the brain works, you know, we all tend to come to a reality of how things work. And we all have different expressions, different ways of looking at it. But boy, if you're stuck, find a coach. And Rich, you coach. I do. So. <laughs> Would you like to talk about that? Would you like to talk about what coaching, what is that process with you? I mean, there's plenty of people that trade that are going to watch this hopefully, and I'm going to share the mess out of it. And um, I'd love to, you know, for you to have a a chance to plug that if you wanted to talk a little bit about what that's like and what you're doing. So private coaching, I work with them. We set up the mind metrics application so I can see in 30 seconds exactly where issues are. Uh, We spend an hour, hour and a half in each session. After three or four sessions, I start trading with them. So we started to create some new processes. But of course, 
in the heat of the moment. If It's amazing. It's just amazing. If I'm there with them and they know I'm there, I'll be damned if they don't execute their strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I've got oh. Okay. Okay. So I need so, a screensaver with Rich's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll just put that as my background on, on my desktop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so we do that. And I am willing to take people to the drivers of their behavior. So rather than just saying, here's a behavior, discipline yourself, change it, I'm willing to go to where the drivers of the behaviors are. And sometimes, that is beliefs about themselves and the world, and even deeper, their own identity. Short story, entrepreneur client, seven, eight years, he was building an HVAC business with a specific national chain in mind to sell it to. He knew exactly what their criteria was. So he built this, built it up, expanded it with the exact criteria that they needed. They were attracted to him in the negotiation table. That's when he came to me. He says, I'm screwing it up. I'm sabotaging the negotiations. And this is what I've worked for. What's going on, Rich? Hmm. So we got that sabotaging voice. And the voice says, you're not worthy. Where did that voice come from? My dad. He said, I would never make it. My other brother was star of the football team. He was, you know, uh, prep school, you know, just, he was just going places. In fact, he did. So I had to compete with him. And in that moment where the negotiations were going on, that voice came back and said, you're not worthy. So once we realized that was, he was going, oh shit, <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> we went back, made the sale, became wealthy. And one of the other issues was, I've worked for seven years, full time, 12, you know, like 12 hours a day, seven days a week. What do I do now? So we started to imagine what he would do now, because that was a real scary blank for him. So again, stepping into his future. Uh, so I just love my clients and I just love working with them. Sounds like a similar thing a lot of retirees go through when they're getting ready to retire. They've never, <laughs> never thought of life after work. I know. Right? I've, yeah. I've gone personally gone through six months of just mind fog and just uh, and trying all this and that. Um, but uh, so I've found what I'm loving doing again in a new project. So I'm having a good time. Well, you can find all those new projects over at Mind Muscles Academy. Uh, we got also the, the new course, Alpha Presence. You should be able to find that. Does that oh, have its yes. own website? Or? Oh, I've got a special for you guys. Uh, Lindsay oh. set it up. She is... She's too generous with my programs, but what the hell? <laughs> mind muscles, mindmuscles.com slash alpha, A-L-P-H-A. And that'll be the Alpha Presence Program. And there's a, a big deal for you guys there. If you're interested in the Compass course online, let me know and I'll give you I'll I'll give you a code for something. Uh, or if you want personal coaching, I over the holidays I'm expanding the hours you get in the coaching program. So you can really, you can get 50% more hours uh, through the first, if you sign up before the first of the year. Um, just got a lot of great stuff. Happy to talk to anybody. They can always schedule a call with me. Uh, 
And yeah, and I know a few of our listeners have taken you up on that. Yeah, uh, he's Happy definitely good that. for it. Happy to do that. And that's uh, Rich Rich dot YCB. Uh, I got it. No, my fingers know what it is. Hang on a second. <laughs> you can schedule it at uh, Rich dot YCB dot ME. Let me make sure that's right. Rich dot YCB dot You can book. Yep. Yep. I just looked it up. Okay. Perfect. Yep. It's there. All right, folks. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for today's episode. Uh, big thank you to Banks and Baba and especially Rich for joining me. Rich, it's always a pleasure whenever you're on this show. Uh, thanks everybody listening who stuck around to the end here. Make sure you check out that new course, Alpha Presence. Check out his book, Private Conversations with Money. And if you really want to up your mental game, go to mindmusclesacademy.com. Uh, up, up, mindmusclesfortraders.com. Mindmusclesfortraders.com. Mindmusclesfortraders.com, yep. Mind muscles for traders duck. I'll say it a couple different ways so I can splice it in everywhere. I messed it up. <laughs> uh, remember to check out the new combined discord where you can trade with us during Friday M period challenges. You can tune in live to these recordings. Please show our panelists some love by checking out all their links in the show notes. Be back soon with another exciting episode, hopefully as good as this one, but until then share this with all your friends. Like it's the last roll at Thanksgiving dinner and take care. Okay. Thank you so much. I love talking to you guys. It's just so much fun. It's not, it's just, <laughs> It's a ball. And, and you introduced some new thinking to me. So you've given me a real gift. Thank you. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It does not constitute financial or investment advice and should not be construed as such. The hosts, guests, and contributors of this podcast are not licensed financial advisors, brokers, or professionals. Any trading or investment decisions made based on the content of this podcast are solely at the listener's discretion and risk. Trading and investing in financial markets carry inherent risks and past performance is not indicative of future results. Listeners should conduct their own research and seek advice from qualified financial professionals before making any financial decisions. The views, opinions, and information shared in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the podcast creators or associated organizations. Produced by China Shop Productions.